Hello, everybody. Hi. I'm Matt. I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> well, we didn't have anybody else sharing their experience, strength, and hope, so I'm going to try and do that for them. It's been my experience that the strength and hope came is only available after I surrendered. Surrendered to this program and admitted that I was uh, out of control. My life was not unmanageable. It was an actual train wreck. Um, in today's vernacular, we would call that a hot mess. <laughs> so it's amazing to me when I thought about experience and hope that the um, our experiences collectively as we come together and share it amongst each other is, is where the magic really begins. You know, we um, tell each other our everything. And somehow through that, we get, we get strength from it and hope. So my experiences, um, how that could possibly help is amazing because I experienced being uh, well, let's start. I experienced being <clears throat> left as a young boy with three older brothers without a mother, six years old. That put me on the streets with my brothers uh, unsupervised. His dad was, he was present, but he was a functioning alcoholic. He came home from work and passed out, blacked out most every night. So we were running the streets wild, my brothers and I, and uh, you know, we, we, we got each other through those times. We experienced all that together. And uh, so it was in about 13 when dad decided he had enough of this and ran off and left us all to fend for ourselves. And uh, that experience led, led me to a foster home. And uh, ironically, that's about the time the first, not really the first alcohol showed up. That's when I first, uh, took it as a, uh, as a medicine to the, uh, everything that I was dealing with. Um, and then life had it that uh, I became a box boy in a liquor store at 15. <laughs> and then it, it, then, the, then, it, then it took off, you know, I was, on, I was on my way to meeting you guys years later. Um, it's been 59 years to get one year coming up on three years, but the point is, is I had no, no uh, idea of this when I was out there doing this, um, getting my testimony in order. My experiences were building up left and right. You know, I experienced owning a home at 19 with my brothers and then losing it 10 years later because I couldn't uh, function because of the drugs and alcohol that I was dealing with. And I walked from it foreclosed just let it go. I couldn't um, deal with it at all. So that happened, and um, and then um, huh, I was on my way again because the, the, the alcohol turned into drug use more heavily. <clears throat> I found out that I was joined member of the uh, Crystal Methodist Church. <laughs> Our membership was just staying up as long as you could. And I actually stayed up a whole year one night. So that went until I ended up in jail. 
for selling that uh, that wonderful drug. <laughs> uh, ended up in jail, and just for time references, Rodney King uh, verdict just hit the hit the airwaves when I was checking in. Spent the next five months there, um, learning more lessons, I guess. It didn't seem to fit or take at that time that I was really messing up. So when I got out, I was high again on my way. And then uh, the next thing I know, I was um, court ordered to Salvation Army, which was good timing because at the time of my uh, Salvation Army experiences when my daughter was born. And uh, that was, uh, you would think that would be enough. And it took another two years or so of, of, of running, running this life my way. And then, um, let's see, fast forward, just fast forward as, as that came to an end, I, I was able to um, find a little rest and peace and um, go to church. And that was in July 11, 95 is my first sobriety date. It's when I, um, I gave it all up because I knew I wasn't gonna pass my, um, my addiction and my drug use on to my child, my children at the time. I made that conscious decision and went another 15 years or 12, 13 years of just um, being good. Being good until, um, until the children were children and they started doing their own thing and, and we started catching them doing things that children do in high school as teenagers. And, and when that started happening, it was like, ah, I guess, I guess like, wow, my job is done. She didn't learn how to do that from me. You know, I really, I like, it gave me permission, I thought, to, I could have drinks again. And, and when I did that, this progressiveness of the disease showed me who it was because uh, all of a sudden I'm a blackout drinker. And um, I never did that before. This was something all new to me. I didn't know, I didn't know. So I continued on that way and, and, and my wife did as well. And, and she was blacking out as well and getting worse and worse. And uh, I, was, I was hiding behind her disease because everybody felt sorry for me because my wife was going in and out of uh, rehabs and stuff. So. Everybody felt sorry for poor me, you know, but I was drinking behind her as she was, you know, eventually going to die from this stuff, which she did. And, um, you know, it wasn't until I, my aha moment was when I drove to work blacked out with uh, being woken up by my coworker with my black on, on the seat. And him knocking on my window and he said, man, you should just go home. And uh, I think I did, I just went home. On the way home, I saw myself, I saw the, the script play out. I was homeless because I drive for a living, what I do. And, um, and my wife was dying and I was like, I couldn't, I couldn't do that. So I, my last drink was then, uh, that day. And it was four months of, caring for her and watching her slowly slip away, you know. And then she died on a Saturday. I knew about the meetings and stuff, but I didn't go because I was busy taking care of. And um, 
I, I showed up Sunday morning at DIS by my house because I live in Laguna Woods and it was, I saw it on the meeting and I went there. And that was the beginning of my journey for recovery it was when I, I sat and listened. And what I heard when I sat in there was hope. Man. And I just listened and I could hear, I can hear through your guys' stories, um, just that there was gonna be a way and I was gonna be okay eventually. But it was the willingness and, and to admit these things that started it. It was surrendering to the fact that I was, I was toast. And by surrendering and accepting my condition, then I was able to come to believe in this power. I believed in God long before this, but not in the way that I'd come to find out now. My own understanding of God now is far more deeper than it was when I was Christian and raising my kids in the church. It was a different experience. And um, so the sanity for me is, is um, it was deciphering those thoughts in my head that what is real and what is not. You know, I, I come to um, realize that all the misery and pain that, that had gone on in my life that gave me an excuse to drink and do what I did were just thoughts, you know. They, they did not rule me anymore, and that's where the sanity came in. And I was able to uh, come in here and, and actually listen and be, be taught again. I had to relearn what I thought I knew about everything in life. Everything up till this point was an illusion in my mind. It was just how I survived. And survival was anything to make me feel better. And I sure love feeling better. Is losing the parents and all that. I felt unloved my whole life. And uh, I loved not feeling unloved because I loved the feeling of alcohol and drugs. You know, it was, it was, a, it was a substitute that would uh, eventually almost kill me. It killed my wife and almost killed my, my daughter. And so with that, the promises, man, I gotta, gotta tell you that it does come true. Things come back. This is a, a, a program of recovery and restoral. And just this weekend, my daughter uh, moved out. We came together when mom passed and we healed. We healed together in this program. And it was the acceptance of the group and the love that you guys showed me and my daughter that allowed us to, to flourish into you know, productive people. And, and it says you can't give it away unless you have it. Paraphrasing, of course. You guys have given me a new life, and that's that's the latest thing. And and, and to see her move out healthy and whole again, and restore was just amazing, amazing. This is the one of the greatest gifts ever. You know, almost losing them, getting restored, and oh my God, being able to help somebody who could use it. It's giving it away now. That's what we're we're trying to do. The the um, primary purpose is to help another. And when, when you finally get that in your in you, that that's your you're part of a purpose now. Everything changes. Everything changed for me, and and I know it will for you. So if you're new, man, just just keep listening. Hopefully, something you'll hear will will give you enough hope and the strength and courage to walk through that door. Tell me that door was it was like. A million pounds when I first walked through it, and I was scared and everything. But um, the love in the room, 
ease my pain, ease my comfort level to where I can receive the message that you guys are carrying forward. So thank you for letting me share. Yeah.